What happens when you're really hungry? Let's say your hunger meets up with a dark chocolate chip cookie, or a giant-sized bag of almonds, or your hunger has you dreaming about that ice cream in your freezer. As you think about your hunger, it may become bigger than your actual hunger. It's like when you walk through the grocery store and they're handing out those free samples of something delightful that they want you to taste, test, and of course, buy. You may have just eaten lunch, but the idea of the treat has you salivating and wanting it right now. The bikini on the beach vacation coming up in a couple of weeks is pushed back to a distant thought. Some experts call this hyperbolic discounting. Of full disclosure, I just learned the term when researching for the intro today. Essentially, hyperbolic discounting happens when people show a preference for a reward that arrives sooner rather than later. Amazon Prime delivery, anyone? I mean, who doesn't want the good stuff right away? According to the hyperbolic discounting, evaluations fall relatively rapidly for earlier delay periods. As in, if you could have something right now versus next week, you'd want it right now. So the vacation, it's short term in a couple of weeks and you discount the impact of your overindulgence and you eat whatever it is that you're craving. Oddly enough, if the vacation is farther off, the theory says you're actually more likely to reject the treat. Isn't that interesting? The value of the vacation increases the farther off it is in the future. Friends, it's no different with goal setting, and that's what we're talking about in mission number three. There's this immediate desire to do what we want to do, say, go play golf or have dinner with friends, and put off goal setting. We'll do it tomorrow. But tomorrow never comes. That ends right here on episode number 80, friends. Let's start this mission together. And if you'd like the handy-dandy template, just say the word, well, click on the link in the show notes or go to stepfamilypodcast.com forward slash 80. Hey there, you're listening to Step Family Mission Possible, the podcast for step families with a focus on step family couples building their legacy together. We know that blending families is hard and your hosts, me, Jen Rogers, along with my husband, Bill, are determined to make it easier. It's time to turn step family chaos into step family mission possible together. So you can stop feeling that pit in your stomach on transition day and start celebrating all the reasons why you are exactly in the right place right now. There's this really funny thing that happens whenever I turn my old phone on and I turn the music on. It plays one song and only one song. And it's from a long, long time ago. Do you know what it is? Do you remember what it is? Jackson 5. Jackson 5. Now, I realize that you're sucking on a bunch of cough drops, drinking tea with honey, and recovering from not feeling so well. But can you sing a note or two for us? A, B, C. It's easy as one, two, three. And B, C. <laughs> that takes and us. You and me. <laughs> you and me, to mission number one, two, 
three. We are on mission number three of season five. Mission number one was revisiting your love affair Mm -hmm. and talking about your origin story and what made the two of you so ding dang cool. Mission number two from last week was preventing re-divorce, that we make this decision that we're going to stay married. And it seems so obvious, but there's lots of obvious things that we can miss. Today's mission is also obvious. And I'm already wanting to speak against the resistance that we're going to experience when we use a four-letter word. I've lived this resistance with you at times when I was working to bring you on board with the full focus planner. So the four-letter word is plan. Plan or goal? Goal and plan. They go together. They're synonymous, don't you know? Plan to score a goal. (laughs) plan to score goal. Okay, we're going to be talking about the smarter framework and how important it is that once you decide that we're staying married, that we are in it to win it, then you need a game plan. And we've talked about this on so many different levels, whether it's from a visionary perspective. In episode 61, we invited couples to develop a 10-year plan, like dream really, really big. But sometimes when we invite people to dream really big, it seems too big. So today's mission is to focus on one goal in one framework to help you implement your decision to stay married. Are you ready? Yeah, let's talk about smarter goals. We love easy to remember things to do. The Smarter Framework comes from Michael Hyatt's group and the Full Focus Planner. We've been using these planners for our goals. And so the Smarter Framework, let's start and just briefly describe what each one of those elements are. And we'll start with S. Specific. Make sure your goal is specific. M. Measurable. Measurable. Oftentimes we talk in generalities. Mm. We say, yeah, one day I'd like to do that, but the one day never comes. But when you pick the day that you're going to do that, that is specific. Mm -hmm. Okay. A. Action-oriented. You like action, don't you? Most times. Most (laughs) times. Most times. All right. Action oriented. That means we need to do something. So we're going to come up with really some short-term things that we can do, maybe two or three things that we could do to help get this goal or this plan in motion. Okay. R. Risky. So this is a different one. People might, if they're familiar with SMART goals, they would say relevant. Yeah. I've always heard that as a realistic too. We're going to get to that one at the end. We're going to get there when we get to the er, but risky or uncomfortable that this is something that's going to challenge you. Time bound. Within this time frame, we are going to achieve this thing. We don't want to have indefinite goals. Indefinite goals are no good. All right. So next up is E. Exciting. Exciting. Doing life with you is interesting and at times exciting. At times. At times. Exciting. Other times, you know, it goes back to where it's stretching me. Now, the second R. Realistic. Or. Relevant. Yeah, that it's relevant to staying married. It's something that you actually can achieve. Even if you don't necessarily know the how, you know there is a way to make this goal happen. So the smarter framework, specific, measurable, action-oriented, risky or challenging, time-bound, exciting, 
and relevant or realistic. Yeah. And it's important to be able to set your goals in those frameworks because most of us, when we set goals, we have this idea of it's a bit of a dream, right? I hope that I'll be able to do this. Take the typical January 1st. New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution. Yeah. (laughs) People say, I hope I can do this. I hope I can do this. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about actually setting a goal that is achievable. Let's give an example of a goal that we've set. Okay. This has been a really good one. This was your brainy idea, and it was really good, that we would have weekly Rogers budget meetings. Yeah, and it goes beyond budget, actually. We'll just call it our weekly family meeting. It's our meeting because if we're not on the same page about things, then we're going to tend to lose track of some things and we're going to become frustrated. And that is something that we recognized was happening. Here's the really interesting thing is that you have permission to modify things as they go along. It started out as a conversation about our finances to say, hey, we need to make sure that we're on the same page here because we were exploring some new options and we wanted to get some clarity and ensure that we were both wanting the same thing financially. And it quickly morphed into, we talk about everything from money to meal planning. And that's good because we're both busy people. Busy is a relative term, but we're very action-oriented people. (laughs) And you can get caught up so much that you neglect to go back and visit things that you meant to Mm -hmm. visit. That's right. So by doing this, we have been able to address most of the family issues that we know are going to be on the agenda this week. And the good thing is that even when we're planning for the day, we begin to lay out, hey, what do I want to talk about today? So the S, the specific, is that you and I get together. Specifically, yeah, we have a time. Basically 1.30 on Monday afternoon, and that is a standing appointment. So that's very specific. And that also makes it measurable. We know whether or not we're going to show up. If you don't do it, you didn't do it. Now, there have been a few times we've had to move it based on other meetings coming up. But we do know, okay, and this is something that you have to do. And if we don't do it, then, of course, you can measure that. It's definitely a rare thing for us to move it. We work to protect that time as well. And that is one strategy to ensure that you are successful in your goals and your plans is protecting the time that you have set aside for specific things. So we've got the S and the M and the action. It requires that we show up. Yeah. No, we have to show up with our planners and be ready to discuss whatever issues are on the table. We go through the mail, we do the Mm. financial projections, we talk about things that are going on with the kids. We've recently been talking about our vacation, what we want to do for a vacation. And most recently, we've been talking about wanting to get 100% well. No doubt. Our health is so important. R, the risky part of it. What would you say about that? I would say it's risky because anything is on the table. And there are just times, I think, as a couple that you want to sweep some things under the rug. Maybe you don't want to deal with something. You're like, I know I have to deal with this issue. We'll get an example. We belonged, had a subscription, long-time subscription to something that just had run its course. So it was time to end that subscription. It was 50 bucks a month. Certainly worth, hey, you know what? We need to end that subscription. I didn't want to deal with it. 
No, you right? did not want to deal with it. But because we have the meeting, because I was reminded, and we basically did everything but make the call for me. Okay. <laughs> I really wanted to make the call because I wanted it off the mm-hmm. list. Because, you know, when you talk about something, when you get to time number three, it makes me crazy. I'm like, all right, just make it happen. Get it done. Yeah. And we did get it done. And that's just an example of sometimes it, it's not as painful as you might think it's going to be. But if you're going to address it, the risky part of that is is you're going to be dealing with all the issues that are going on in the family. And I do think that there are lots of things that are easy to ignore outside of a subscription, just some challenges that you're having with the kids or maybe some challenges mm-hmm. that you're having at work or with mm-hmm. some other family member to say, hey, I really need to talk about this. Or with each other. If you're having an issue and it needs to be addressed, that's a good time to address it. We have a standing meeting. That is a good time. Great point. Okay. Time bound. Again, it's time bound because that meeting is going to happen each week and that's on the calendar. Yeah. Yeah. That works really well for us. Okay. Exciting. What makes it exciting? Well, it's what can come up that makes it exciting. We like to dream. We like to think about, for example, we've been talking about vacation a little bit. Saying, hey, what if we did that? What if we went to this place? And maybe that's not something we would have been thinking about, but the more we project and think about it together and we have our family finances in front of us, we have everything right there. That can be exciting. And relevant or realistic? It is relevant. And I would say this, before we were doing this, I would say there was more stress for things that we weren't dealing with. And I think that is that makes it relevant because these things aren't just going to go away on their own if they're not addressed. It helps you end that procrastination because there are some things that just aren't fun to talk about, but they are necessary to talk about. Yeah. Okay, so that's an example of the smarter framework using a specific goal where we're getting together once a week. We're inviting couples to evaluate the last six months of this year and ask what goals have you worked on together and see how they fit in this smarter framework. So if you already subscribe to the smarter framework, this is a great opportunity for you and your spouse to get together and have a conversation about how things are progressing with that goal. If you are new to the SMARTER framework, or if you don't have a specific goal, but you both have been working towards something, we invite you to evaluate that in this framework. And if you're still sitting there listening and saying, nope, not going to happen, then here is the alternate mission, is for you to identify one area where you're really struggling. What is an obstacle that you're experiencing in your marriage or in your blended family? If you can address something that has been a challenge for you, that makes a very good jumping off point for setting a goal. Before we jump in and give an example of the smarter framework with the obstacles, I want to insert an invitation right here to you. Join us July 9th or July 16th for a Smarter Goal Planning Workshop. We are so excited to put this on because planning is powerful, especially when you do it in community. So we invite you to join in the workshops July 9th and July 16th. All the information is in the show notes. Okay, back to the Smarter Framework for an Obstacle. 
in the show notes will have each one of these items listed so you can reflect and identify the S-M-A-R-T-E-R. So we did one as an example of an obstacle to give another uh, point of view on how you can use the SMARTER framework. You ready to share that? Sure. Okay, so the obstacle that we chose is... Transition day. Transition day. It happens all the time. Hmm. Okay, so we're struggling with transition day that it's stressful. It's stressful for you and me. It's stressful for the kids. It's stressful interacting with the other co-parent. If we were to set a goal for transition day in this framework, we would want transition day to be conflict-free and or we have boundaries for the conflict. Have boundaries or anticipate the conflict. Okay, cool. If I am struggling with something over and over again, then I know what I'm going to struggle with. I can take the stress out of it. And one of the ways you can use the smarter framework is to think about, okay, what are the challenges? And then how am I going to mitigate them with my goals? Okay. So specifically, we want to reduce the conflict around transition day. That's the S part. So measurable, how would we measure conflict reduction? Well, that's a good question. I think that in order to measure it, you would need to have, you know, maybe we have a regular fight about this and we're not having a fight. I think that's what we experienced when we set some new parameters for transition day. Okay. Or if you got together and you had conversations with your spouse where you are regularly touching base on how are things going? Do you feel like things are better? What evidence do we have to support that the conflict has been reduced? So I think there are ways you can measure it. And that's really the question. How could we measure it? We're fighting less. It's a great measurement right there. Yeah. Okay. Action-oriented. What kind of actions would we want to put in place to reduce conflict on transition day? I know that one that we did way back when we did have these kind of issues is we finally got to the point where we said, okay, we're going to take expectations off the table in terms of in terms of what we expect on our transition day. But the other thing we did is we had the kids write their schedules out and tell us exactly what was going on in their world. And that was something that, that we were definitely able to um, mitigate some of that conflict with. When we said, hey, let's let transition day be low key, that there's not Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on and that we're going to give a little extra space for the kids because it is difficult for them. Even though it feels like we're going through a change, the level and depth of change they are experiencing is probably a bit deeper than what we are because house one, house two, different rules, different expectations. And so they need to make that gear shift. And so creating space for them. So I think some action items would be for you as a couple is to ask, how do you want to feel on transition day? How do you want the kids to feel on transition day? Okay, risky or challenging. I think the risk is vulnerability in that you need to be honest with your spouse about how you're feeling about transition day. And maybe some of the challenges that you're experiencing when the kids come, when they're not your kids, that there's some risk involved in being vulnerable there and being honest about what you're experiencing. Yeah. T, time bound. It's time bound in that it comes up one day. And if you have a plan for dealing with it, then that's going to keep it 
time bound. I think it's actually going to save you time and stress too, because you're both on the same page mm-hmm. and you know what it is that how you want transition day to look. Mm-hmm. Exciting. It's exciting if you eliminate one of the great stressors in your marriage and in your blend. Yeah, for sure. Because it draws you all closer together mm-hmm. when there's less conflict, just makes things a lot easier. That creates space to build trust and create even deeper relationships in your blend, especially in the beginning. What makes it relevant? I think it's relevant because a lot of couples deal with it. And especially if you are dealing with that specifically, addressing it, just like we said in our own meetings, addressing it is only going to help you address the elephant in the room. Brian Tracy, leadership coach, we've studied quite a bit under him. He makes a recommendation that you put it on paper, that you put the thing that frightens you the most on paper. And what is the worst case scenario that can happen? And when you put that worst case scenario down there, then you can begin to invite your brain to say, avoid that worst case scenario. And if that's the worst thing that can happen, that takes some of the fear out of it. And of course, we would add that when you are concerned, you pray about them together as well. Yeah. And when you are praying about them, that's going to take some of the sting out of it right there. If we are used to praying about the difficult things in our blend, in our marriage, in our family, that's a very powerful place to be. Because as we know, when we pray, we get our eyes off of ourselves Mm -hmm and more focused on God and on issues that that they should be focused on. Okay, family. So your mission this week, mission number three, is to use the SMARTER framework to evaluate one of the goals that you and your spouse have been working on in 2022. And if you find yourself in a situation where you don't have a goal that you've been working on together, or maybe you're newly blended and you're just coming up with how are we going to blend, consider an obstacle and use the SMARTER framework to set a goal. And listen, we're going for perfectly imperfect. Nobody sets goals the same way. And a framework is just that. It's simply a framework for you to use to begin the conversation so that you can learn more about what's important to you and what's important to your mate. We can't wait to hear how this has gone for you. So please feel free to email us at hello at stepfamilypodcast.com and tell us how your smarter framework is going. If you need help right away, jump on in the Facebook group. The link is in the show notes. Ask your smarter framework question and get some help from other couples in the group. All right, family. God bless you. All right. We'll see you.